Hi there, this is Stephen Toulouse, otherwise known as Steptoe. You are listening to Versus the World Radio. Versus the World Productions. Scaring normal people on the internet since 2010. www.vtwproductions.com The following presentation is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike Non-Commercial License. For more information on Creative Commons licensing, please visit www.creativecommons.org. intended for mature audiences. You're listening to Alpha Geek Fridays, only on vtwproductions.com. Hello again, guys, in the IRC. Welcome to the placeholder for Alpha Geek Fridays. We are flying without uh, co-host No Joel this week, <sighs> so we're just going to screw around a bit, basically. Uh, I am Other Todd, also known to some of you as Gnome Wise. This show, such as, as it is, is for Friday, the 27th of January, 2012. And we are basically torture testing the rebuilt broadcast rig. If you were listening last week, you'll know that it suffered a, an aneurysm uh, or you know, a com- computer stroke. And uh, little bits of smoke came out of the case and... The rest is history. So one complete rebuild later, and sacrificing one live chicken, burning of incense, brought in an old priest and a young priest, and now we're trying to see if I can break it. So next time we go to do a full-on show with Joel Skyped in and everything, it will not die on us. We also have the uh, secondary broadcasting, the laptop, the one that I normally use to broadcast casually hardcore on Sundays, so it is known to be reliable. I will have that one on standby in the future, and we will see about uh, not having what happened last week happen again. Yeah. Oh, Cardilla in the IRC, I am happy and glad that I will always be gnome-wise to you. That's how I came on the scene originally, and that's how Scott introduced me to the Frog Pants community, so I guess I'm kind of stuck with it, but the whole... Being the only guy going by a pseudonym and amongst a bunch of people who are using their real names, kind of weird. So, Todd will work. Uh, but in the case of Versus the World Productions, we have more than one Todd. And the annoying thing is, well, we'll just go by first name and last initial, and then we realized that we were both Todd W's. So that was screwed up. So he became proper Todd, and I became other Todd. And the rest is history. Yes, Tank Girl, bring forth the voodoo. Ooga booga, ooga booga, ooga booga, ooga booga. Old priest, young priest, the power of Christ 
compels you, Broadcast Rig. The power of Christ doth compel you. I am feeling my inner demon voice. Bow down before me. Follow the sultry sound of my voice. We also have new and improved drop-ins on the panel that we were testing during the pre-show. We'll give one a shot right now. Or a couple of them, actually. Any survivors? Yes, that should have blown your ears off if you were uh, using headphones. Mm-hmm. Booyah and bring it forth. Ah, yeah, I call him Octail as well, because Loranis, because he's Octail, but he's he is, in fact, Todd. What kind of a name is Todd, anyway? I just need to have, have words with my parents about that. All right, moving along. I'm queuing up some of the more interesting spoken word uh, content we've gathered for you guys over the last year or two, attending various conferences and uh, the like. I've got some Adam Savage lined up for you guys here. This was recorded live at the uh, Woodstock 3.0, which was held during San Diego Comic-Con this past year. And Paul and Storm were generous enough to let us uh, come on in and record live off the soundboard. So we got the, the whole show. And then we divvied it up into bits and segments. So we have story time with Adam Savage. Warning, uh, Woodstock is a show uh, for grown-up types, so if you got the little kids near the speakers, you might want to put headphones on or turn off the stream now, because grown-up language is about to come out of your bleepity-bleep fracabanjo speakers. Alright, I will cue some more stuff up for you guys, and we'll be back in a little bit. Versus the world's productions. Nerds on the Internet. What more could you ask for? www.vtwproductions.com This show is brought to you in part by Audible. Audible.com is the leading provider of premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment on the Internet. With over 85,000 programs for more than 1,000 content providers, including leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, entertainers, magazine and newspaper publishers, and business information providers. Audible customers can also have their Audible content wirelessly delivered to their smart mobile devices daily, even while sleeping, taking the computer out of the equation. To find out more, visit vtwproductions.com and click on the audible.com advertisement on the left-hand side. Or visit audiblepodcast.com forward slash vtwproductions. New customers in the United States and Canada will receive a free audiobook download when they sign up via that link. audiblepodcast.com forward slash vtwproductions. Danielle Corsetto from Girls with Slingshots, and you're listening to Versus the World Radio. I hope you have a drink handy. Adam Savage. Hello, nerds. How are you guys doing? Uh, I want to start by telling you something that um, um, I want to tell you just a, one little thing about Woodstock, which you might not know, which is that. Uh, this thing is something that Paul and Storm and Will bust their ass on and graciously allow me to come in and play. Uh, I come in late in the process, quite honestly, and they're the ones with the real vision in this, and I'm 
honored to be here. I love every single time I'm blowing kisses backstage to you guys. Mwah, mwah, mwah. I'd actually like to give you a little bit of an idea about what a fine group of people these are. Uh, we were trading emails back and forth over the last week, and uh, we were talking about something, and somebody said, send in the clowns. And because I like this type of joke, I said, funnily enough, send in the clowns is what I say before I bust a nut. Not really. But then everyone else started chiming in. Kevin Murphy likes, Bustin' makes me feel good. Roderick, are prepare to be boarded. Paul, dip, 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 nanny. Yeah, not many of you have seen that. Uh, Storm, I taught, I taught a booty tat. Corbett, six semper tyrannis. But truly, the best one has to be Will's, which is all ahead, warp factor fuck. <laughs> um, oh, I, I've got an iPad on the table there. Could someone hand that to me? Okay. So, hi, we're here at Comic-Con. You might know me. My name is Adam Savage. I host a show called Mythbusters. I've been doing it for about nine years. We've made 191 hours of programming. This is our fourth year at Comic-Con. We used to be able to say we're the only reality show here, but no longer. There's now others. We've braved a new field. Um, and uh, one of the reasons we keep coming back here is because of you guys. The fans of Mythbusters are just, they're legion, and they love us so much. But they didn't always love us. And I have a couple of examples. We did, a, we did an episode a few years ago about a famous sniper named Carlos Hathcock. Yep. And famous Vietnam-era sniper, Carlos Hathcock, apparently shot a guy with such accuracy that he shot through their scope and through their eyeball and killed them. And we, we did it twice on the show. And the first time we did it, we kind of messed it up because we used all the wrong guns and ammo and scopes and everything. And this guy wrote to us, and he was pretty mad. Um, I, I'm only guessing what his voice sounded like here. Uh, and you should understand that easily 30% of these words are completely misspelled, including things like beginners and exploding and fags. <laughs> hey, Mythbusters, number one, don't try to call Mr. Carlos Hathcock a liar, L-Y-E-R, you California limp wristers don't jack shit about firearms. I seen the one shooting a 9mm down 38 cylinder. I'm only guessing that he went in the word cylinder by what he spelled. That makes it smaller. Get your facts straight. Don't be telling more lies to the viewers if you don't keep your mouth shut. Also, a long time ago, you showed another skit about a CD exploding in the CD drive where a CD exploded to several hundred pieces in the drive and whipped it out. Just because you fags don't know what you're talking about, just because you sissies can't do something, doesn't mean it can't be done. Do a lot more research before you air a shitload lies. Nobody wants to listen to a couple limp-wristed liars from Gayville. Parentheses, California. Second parentheses, second parentheses, the land of fruits and nuts homos. 
Leave the firearms alone. You might shoot yourself in the foot like the beginners that you are. There was this thing that happened in the beginning where people kept thinking that we were gay. And Jamie got upset about it because he got some really over-the-top fan mail like, I want to suck that mustache right off your face. His, his wife explained that a compliment is a compliment no matter who it comes from, and he should be grateful. And in his amazing Vulcan way, he went, that's absolutely right, I agree. <laughs> I, I got one, which was, you are so funny on the show, so nutty and sweet, like peanut brittle. Hopefully just as hard. I know I shouldn't have felt dirty that he sent me a picture with his, like, five-year-old son, but somehow it felt dirty. Um, if you've seen me at a Woodstock before, you know that I, I'm obsessed with talking to my kids about sex. Um, it, it, a few years ago, when my son, just before my kids, my twins, got kicked out of Catholic school, one of them got busted... <laughs> They didn't really get kicked out, but we got sent a letter that said, if you left suddenly, none of us would mind. <laughs> um, my son, thing one, had pulled down a girl's pants, and I thought it was funny. My wife didn't think this was funny, but I thought it was funny to tell him that you never pull down a girl's pants unless she asks you, and even then, it's not always a good idea. <laughs> she didn't think it was funny, and he didn't understand. But they're starting to understand more than I wish they understood. Uh, you know, it's like I'm trying, I want to talk to my kids about sex, but it turns out that I have to teach them about porn first because of the Internet. Like, how do you contextualize bukkake for an 11-year-old? What? And to parents out there with kids in the audience, you're welcome. What do you tell them when they ask you what a Cleveland steamer is? Oh, yeah, see? That shit's fucked up. We, we, I've, caught, I've now caught both of my kids. They're 12 years old. I've now caught both of them surfing porn on the web. And in both cases, it happened in the same exact way, except I was able to use the experience from the first kid. He's asked me to stop talking about him. But the other one, thing one, hasn't asked me to stop talking about him, so I'm going to talk about him. I used the experience of the first kid, thing two, to deal with thing one, surfing porn. And it happened in the same way. His mom, I split custody with their mom, sent me an email on, late on a Saturday night, like the last thing she was able to get out of her computer before it was crippled by porn malware. <laughs> like a link dump of all his Google searches. I have both of their first... Google searches that involve sex. It's like, I have footage of my kid walk, of both my kids the first day that they walked, and I don't care about that as much as their first Google sex search. One of them was nudies, but the other one was just straight up big boobs. Just right to the, right to the big boobs. So I, I went over to the house first thing Sunday morning, like 8 a.m. I picked him up, and... 
you know, I remembered from the first kid that playing bad cop didn't work. He was just going to deny it. So I didn't even waste time on the bad cop. I got him in the back seat of the car, and I said, look, I'm not even going to waste time playing bad cop with you because I tried it on your brother, and it didn't work. What you should know at the outset is I see no problem being interested in seeing pictures of naked women. In fact, it's one of the best parts about being a man is being able to see women naked. So I fully support your curiosity. I am totally not going to punish you in any way, and there's nothing you should be ashamed about. Now, is there anything you'd like to tell me? And he went, I search for big boobs. <laughs> I was like, yes, this is working. So I take, him, I take him out to breakfast, and we sit at breakfast. Oh, that's the other thing is, there was big boobs, and then there was like, you know, uh, what looked like, oh, I'm searching, I'm leaping from page to page, and pop-ups, and all that stuff. And at the end, is this brand new, like, search term, not even a search term, just filled in the URL bar, RedTube. I didn't know what RedTube was, but I quickly found out, flash, amateur flash porn site. And uh, so I said, uh, I said, what about RedTube? And it's kind of frightening when you know that your kid is lying right to your face to see how good they are at it at 11. I said, what about RedTube? And he went, no, I don't know. It's like totally convincing. So I went through the same whole speech with him that I went through with the first kid, which it essentially comes down to, you should be afraid of the internet. It's going to show you things that are going to bend your mind in ways that it can't handle. You're too young. Your brain is plastic. It's forming. You need to be able to allow it to form in a normal way. There are things you will see out there that you can't unsee. I told him about cracking my grandfather's textbook on breast cancer when I was eight years old. I've still never gotten some of those things out of my brain. And you know, then I went all the way towards contextualizing it for him. I, I thought, you know, he's, that's going to protect him for like a year, but after that year, he's going to go look at some just rude, nasty, terrible things. And I just said, look, you know, the internet, the internet hates women. That's the best way I can put it. And he's like, why? And I'm like, oh, you and me both. I have no idea. But it's out there, and you're just going to have to put it in that category you're just going to have to take that stuff that you see. You will see it. It's really disturbing. You're going to have to put it in this place. Now, I can tell, and I'm looking across at him, that there's like 900 things going through your brain right now. Why don't you pick one and tell it to me? And he went, I searched red tube. <laughs> I was like, yeah! I said, you saw some people having sex there, right? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, did it make you feel kind of sick? And he was like, Yeah. I'm like, good, it should right now, because that's, that's not the way you should. I honestly want to um, almost buy a couple of old Playboys and just leave them in the basement where I know they'll find them. They'll be like, Dad left some Playboys under the bicycle locks. Holy shit. Let's, let's go check these out, because that's like wholesome. <laughs> it's totally wholesome. Have you, I mean, if you haven't read Playboy, it, it is just, it's, it's, it's like a primer for, for, almost elegance and chivalry compared to the internet. <laughs> I want to go back to the early days. This is my son, at just at one point, he's three years old, and he says, apropos of nothing, that the penis is a very special part of your body. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> More special than the foot? That's, that's a good question. 
All right, let me think about a metric by which to compare these two different body parts. Let's see, if I lost my foot, well, quite honestly, I'd be able to make a foot. That foot would function just like my foot. I might have a little bit of a limp, but I'd effectively notice no difference to me or the rest. Yes, the penis is far more important than the foot. I'd say the calf. I'm going to go to both legs above the knee, quite honestly. That's a simple talk about sex. Let's see. Have I covered all of the talking about? Yes, Bukaki, Cleveland Steamer. Um, the other thing that I've done at Woodstock is I have sung as my alter ego, Gollum. Um, and I've sung, uh, what's the song I've sung? I Will Survive. I Will Survive. Um, but I thought that it's time to break out a new Gollum song for you, for you guys. So if I could get the help of uh, Jason, Furman, and Roderick out here to help me uh, sing a new song as Gollum, for the Comic-Con Woodstock crowd. Come on out. Is nobody coming out? But stretch, stretch because they're being gathered from downstairs. They're looking for good beer. That's the problem. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> I didn't give them any warning at all. So a little primer on the Gollum voice. When I was a kid, I used to do Opera Man. Uh, no! I used to do that all the time. And, you know, the way you do it is squeezing the back of your throat. And then uh, I watched a lot of John Biner on HBO when I was a kid. And John Biner had this, this small voice that talked like this, which is a little like Roger Rabbit. Um, and I learned that I could do the shmoo voice. And then when I finally saw Lord of the Rings, I realized that Andy Serkis is basically doing a modified shmoo from the opera man to the shmoo to Gollum. <laughs> It's a pretty short leap. You can go ahead. That's something you can try at home. I know it's a cheap joke. All right. Shall we start? <clears throat> Will you give me the key? <laughs> give me the first note. And now the end is near. And so I face the final curtain. I've lived a life that's good. I'll state my case, of which I'm certain. I've lived a life that's good. I've traveled each. I know I'm not on the beat at all. And every highway, but more, much more than this. I did it my way. Yes, there were times, I'm sure you knew, when I bit off more than I could chew. But through it all, but through it all, but through it all, when there was doubt, I ate it up and spit it out. I faced it all, and I stood tall and did it 
Thank you very much. Versus the world's productions. Putting the internet culture in a petri dish and under the microscope. www.vtwproductions.com Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Adam Savage. Yeah, now you understand why I make every effort possible to attend Woodstock whenever it comes anywhere near Arizona. Because it is freaking... Ah, that was a huge stretch. Ah, welcome to a by the seat of the pants random episode of Alpha Geek Fridays. We have no Joel, so I'm basically screwing around and testing the rebuilt broadcast rig and playing fun and interesting tracks for you guys. Tadpole represent. What up? Happy Friday. May your weekend begin on a glorious uh, and a happy note. Got to get through the work day. I know many of you are in the IRC from work, and I, I weep for you because Heroprot missed Gollum and Boobs uh, while he was away doing work. <sighs> Deep sigh. Afraid. Be very afraid. From the research thread, our all-volunteer research team, we have contribution this week from the man whose name I love to say, Boba Fetish. Yes, Boba Fetish has brought us news of the webs, things of interest to geeks like us. From usatoday.com, Netflix regains 600,000 U.S. subscribers. Netflix has regained most of the U.S. customers it had lost following an unpopular price increase signaling that the video subscription service is healing from its self-inflicted wounds. Fourth quarter figures released Wednesday show Netflix ended December with 24.4 million subscribers in the U.S. That was up 600,000 from the 23.8 million at the end of September. That means Netflix regained about three quarters of the 800,000 it lost last summer after raising its U.S. prices by as much as 60%. Now, that 60% figure sounds very impressive. Um, keep in mind that Netflix is ridiculously cheap for what you get. And all the wailing and the gnashing of teeth that went on when they raised their rates to something approaching... I mean, it is still freaking cheap, especially the streaming package for 9 bucks. Stream their, their entire catalog, unlimited to all manner of devices, portable and fixed. Um, yeah. All the people who rage quit came back because they looked around and said, Oh, crap, there's... um." Nothing else out there that is even remotely close to what Netflix is offering. So there are no alternatives that even come close for the money. So, yeah. Now, the whole ridiculousness of their badly executed attempt to split into two units. One business unit that did DVD and Blu-ray rentals and another one that did streaming only. And the renaming of the DVD unit to Quickster before doing minor things like securing the Quickster name on Twitter. Yeah, whoops. That was just 
badly executed and understand why they would want to do it because they eventually would want to sell off or close down the disc rental unit because the discs are the thing of the past. Streaming is where things are headed in the future, but they just did a horrible job communicating that. So good on Netflix for recovering. I wish them well because I want them to continue. I want my inexpensive unlimited streaming and I want them to cut wonderful deals with all of the people who create the content so that I may continue to receive unlimited streaming of all the TV shows, and new and old, uh, and movies and such that I want to my various iPad devices, TV devices. I'm a typical consumer. I want it all. I want it now. I want it free. So, yay, Netflix. Go, go, go. And from iHeartChaos.com, interesting... Sorry, kids. Blizzard has canceled BlizzCon this year. If you were eagerly waiting for BlizzCon this year, don't. Blizzard announced this afternoon that it's not holding its annual conference this year, but will hold off till next year. The company has decided to hold the next convention in 2013 to focus on finishing Diablo 3, StarCraft 2, Heart of the Swarm, and World of Warcraft, Mists of Kung Fu Panda, and the 2012 Battle.net World Championship. This does not surprise me at all, actually. Blizzard has stated many times that they really only want to hold a BlizzCon when they have something to actually announce. And they've pretty much stuck to that uh, every year. There was there two years ago, arguably, you know, just announcing a few of the classes within Diablo 3 was kind of shaky justification for holding a whole BlizzCon. But this time with no new major products to announce uh, Diablo 3 will be released hopefully by the point there would have been a BlizzCon this year um, Mists of Pandaria was announced as part of this last BlizzCon so taking a year off and taking the money they would have spent on that and spending it on the Battle.net World Championships instead probably a, a good business move on their part so I'm not actually that surprised and as they did it originally, because when they first did BlizzCon, they waited a year between BlizzCons and then and then did several in a row every year. Um, having it go away for a year makes it that much more special when it returns. So I may actually be interested in attending again because I had gotten kind of BlizzConned out and uh, had gotten to the point of yeah, I'll just I'll just watch the news feeds. Don't need to necessarily attend again. I am kind of curious that this means that they won't have anything to announce or talk about um, Project Titan, which is their super-secret, uh, multi massively multiplayer online project that's been in development for years. And I was actually expecting to hear something in the 2011 BlizzCon, at least a mention or some indication as to what Project Titan actually is, and nary a peep. That means we won't hear anything about it until 2013 at the earliest, unless they, they break form and start announcing things outside of uh, having a convention around them, which they could do, but that's uh, one hell of a long development cycle, Blizzard, and makes me, it's upping the ante as far as what I am expecting you guys to release in the form of Project Titan, so it had better be damned revolutionary. Though Blizzard is, has shown every willingness to knife incomplete projects in the back if they are not happy with how they are going. Uh, 
witness Lord of the Clans and StarCraft Ghost to anticipated projects that will never see the light of day. I mean, uh, Lord of the Clans was canceled and StarCraft Ghost is on indefinite hiatus, but uh, don't hold your breath, kids. So it'd be it'd probably be a massively bad thing if they did have to assassinate uh, Titan with this many years worth of development team work on it, but uh, we'll see. Don't expect to hear anything anytime soon. Very surprising, but so be it. So no BlizzCon to get all excited about in 2012, though we will have the World Championships, the Battle.net World Championships, somewhere in Asia in the bottom half of 2012 to look forward to instead. And at those things, I mean, they, they, they did the Worldwide Invitational in Paris a few years ago, and it had a lot of the trappings of a BlizzCon as well. So we'll get our dose of stuff and announcements and previews and peaks. It'll just be in the form of the Battle.net World Championships instead. So you won't be hurting for fun and news and interesting things like that. Here's an interesting one. Uh, the 2012's 25 Geekiest 25th Anniversaries. So it's a top 25 list of 25th anniversaries. This is basically designed to make me feel freaking ancient. There's dirt and then there's me. So thank you very much networkworld.com for whipping up this thing things that are 25 years old that an old fart like me can't believe are 25 years old. Little things like Star Trek the Next Generation yeah, not possible. Uh, UUNet, the precursor to the internet. Um, what the hell? Ah, yes, the Unabomber. Uh, let's see. That's not when he was captured, but it's when he uh, came to light. And they originally put the massive manhunt out for who turned out to be Ted Kaczynski. Uncle Bill's... As in Bill Gates. First billion dollars. Um, in, God, 1987, he already made a billion. Damn it, Bill. Robocop. The original Robocop movie. 25 years old in 2011. I'm feeling really old. <laughs> Go.com. Oh, God. Yeah, Apple.com and Cisco.com came into being in 1987. Wow. And they have actually screenshots here of what the websites looked like back then. Gee, or looked like in uh, later in the in the, the decade, 97. Wow. that's We've come a long way in web design, kids. That's all I have to say on that one. Uh, yes, the... Satellite Pirates, the guys who did the bizarre uh, seizing of a PBS web, uh, P PBS TV station and did an impromptu Max Headroom mask impersonation weird thing. Nextel, meh. That is interesting. Hey, look, that's a commercial. That's boring. Boring. Fairness Doctrine goes bye-bye. Oh, God, the debut of, o of IBM OS 2. Ask your parents, kids. 
an OS that, that did not survive a link to the original compact portable or the suitcase portables. Uh, this is the third generation of them. God, what we used to consider a portable computer. Good Lord. Simpsons. They, they had already been in development for a while there because uh, they've been around since the dawn of time. Pearl. I've fallen and I've fallen and I can't get up. Spaceballs. Spaceballs the movie is 25 years old. No, I, I refuse. Black Monday, Network Operations Center, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, animated series, the Cambridge Z88, the Woodstock of Physics. That's less interesting to me. And done. So yeah, if you didn't feel old earlier, if you recognize most of those things, you are officially a codger. Yes, I just used the, cod, the word codger in a sentence in a non-ironic way. Be afraid. Be very afraid. All right. Let me queue up a little more spoken audio content to keep you guys entertained this morning while we await the arrival of Dur Instance. Here we have Mr. John Scalzi from the Wootstock in... Uh, Minneapolis, doing the high school morning announcements for the high school in space. You're listening to an impromptu episode of Alpha Geek Friday's Other Todd Flying Solo, testing out the broadcast rig. So far, so good. Uh, it hasn't died. You guys tell me in there, see how stable has the stream been from your perspective. Check us out on the web www.vtwproductions.com Look under the Shows tab for Alpha Geek. You can also follow us via the social media enterprise of your choosing. Search Facebook for Alpha Geek Radio. There's a recently established page there that will automatically distribute announcements when there are shows posted, uh, when we go live, all that kind of fun stuff will show up on the Facebook page. On Twitter, you can follow Alpha Geek Radio. You can follow me directly, GnomeWise. You can follow Joel, Joel Duggan. Or you can follow the entire network, and that is the best way to receive announcements of shows going on the air live, episodes being posted, items being posted to the front page of the site. Follow VTW Productions on Twitter. Google Plus one day will open up their API and allow us to do automated updating for now. We exist there, but no information gets posted there yet. Hopefully, sometime in the near future, Google Plus will open the API, and I will be able to have you guys follow us there as well. For now, front page of the website, Facebook, and Twitter are the best ways to keep appraised of what is going on on Versus the World Radio and Alpha Geek Radio in particular. Ah, Melanor, thank you for the feedback. I'm glad the new player is more smooth than the old player. That's part of the reason why I implemented it. If you've been paying attention to the front page of vtwproductions.com, you'll see a new integrated web player that is dun-dun-dun, iOS 5 compatible. I think it actually works with iOS 4 as well. So no more special player for iPhones, iPod Touches, and iPads. And there seems to be good feedback from people just listening in a regular browser as well. So here comes Mr. John Scalzi, and I will return shortly after that to keep talking at you incessantly during this off-the-cuff episode. We'll be back, or I'll be back. 
right after this. Versus the World Productions. Podcasts and blogs by geeks for geeks. www.vtwproductions.com Children, settle down. Settle down, children. Settle down. Okay. I'm, I'm Mr. Scalzi. Um, some of you here at the Lucas Interspecies School for Troubled Youth know me um, as the ninth grade composition teacher and also the, the yearbook advisor. Um, but in light of Mr. Sabarin's situation, um, I've been promoted to uh, assistant uh, acting principal. Um, as you, as you know, uh, Mr. Saborn recently uh, contracted a Borogian worm infestation, um, which required an emergency surgery and a, a reproductive tract fumigation. Um, he, wants, he wants me to let you know he holds no ill will uh, against those of you who put those worm eggs into his coffee. Um, and, and he hopes that when he returns, he can, he, we can put this all behind us and, and start fresh. And he'll be back in a, in a few days or um, whenever it is that his uh, testicles uh, deflate to manageable size. <laughs> Probably shouldn't have told you that. Um, anyway, um, let's continue with the, uh, with the morning school announcement. So, okay. Um, First, it's uh, June 7th, uh, which means it's, uh, it's the 158th day of the year. Um, notable events that occurred on this date include the, the siege of Jerusalem in 1099, uh, and the landing of Greg Wheaton, first man on Ganymede, uh, in 2089, <laughs> who was of course met by the first snarg on Ganymede, uh, who landed six hours before he did and um, ate him. Uh, this reminds me, uh, the Smart Cultural Club is having its annual astronaut jerky fundraiser. <laughs> um, it says here, it's not really made from astronauts, but only NASA can tell. Uh, so, so there's that. Um, the jerky comes in uh, plain, honey mustard, uh, and teriyaki flavors, um, the latter in honor of Hiro Takata, uh, who is briefly the second now on Ganymede. <laughs> All this talk of astronaut turkey is making me hungry. Um, so I'm happy to say, here's today's lunch uh, menu from lunchroom supervisor, Ms. D. Costanzo. Uh, for the human children, uh, it's taco day, and uh, with a side of rice and a strawberry cupcake. Um, for the obligate carnivore students, uh, Ms. D. Costanzo says there's a mix and match plate of various rodent species, including gerbils, squirrels, and voles. Uh, and a nice blood pudding on the side. Now, as you all know, school rules no longer allow you to chase your food um, after some of you got a little excited last week and decided to run down Mrs. DiConstanzo as a pack. <laughs> yes, I'm looking at you, Mr. <laughs> and your friend. It just wasn't appropriate behavior, and I think that you know that. Um, just because you're an obligate carnivore does not mean you can eat anyone you want. Okay, that's just not cool. So, um, let's try to remember that, okay? 
Uh, oh, and for the GeoVores, by, uh, by request, you're getting the nacho cheese gravel. So, um, okay, okay. Um, I have a note here from Mrs. Lewis, who is the 11th grade physics teacher. Um, quote, Will whichever student or students uh, who put that cat into the physics lab phase shifter, please tell me which frequency you used so we can get it out. <laughs> the cat keeps manifesting during classes, and its meowing is becoming really distracting. Um, also, the last three times it was vibrating when it manifested, and, and I think we all know what that means. Uh, no disciplinary action is being sought, we just want to bring that poor animal back into phase before it explodes. <laughs> uh, on a coincidental note, our 10th grade art teacher, Mr. Peralta, reminds us that his beloved pet, Mr. Jaspers, has gone missing. <laughs> so keep an eye out for that lovable scamp, because as you know, Mr. Jaspers is the subject of the art final this year, and without him, Mr. Peralta can't turn in your grades. Okay, on, uh, also on a serious note, Mr. Corbett, the director of this year's student musical, My Fair Lady, uh, tells me he's been getting some angry messages uh, from some of your parents about the casting of a Luxorbian student of ours as Eliza. Some of these messages have been quite mean. Uh, they've been saying that uh, our Eliza is neither uh, fair or, or, or a lady. Um, and, I just want to clear up a couple of things about that. First, fair is in the eye of the beholder, okay? Uh, second of all, uh, thanks to the Luxurbian hormonal cycle, by the time the play actually happens, she will be a lady. <laughs> so, so let's stop all this mean-spirited chatter. Let's just stop it and tell your parents that here at Lucas, we want, we want everyone to be able to, to reach for the stars, uh, even those of our students who don't have arms. So, um, Mr. Savage, our audio-visual director, wants me to remind you that all this next week, uh, you will be watching videos pertaining to your changing bodies and your changing lives. So, um, because these videos are species-specific, uh, you will be pulled out of your third period classes to watch videos with others of your kind. So, uh, tomorrow's videos, uh, here they are. Um, the two Vish students, um, you will see so you think you're becoming a pupa, a beginner's guide. Uh, Dwangish students, you'll see, why is Snarty Jones corrupting? Um, human students, you'll see, how astroherpes ruined prom night. And finally, the astroherpes students will see, human genitals, nature's smorgasbord. Sending some mixed messages. <laughs> uh, finally, finally, as you all know, graduation is not that far away for the class of 2210. And uh, on a personal note, I, I want to say I remember when you seniors arrived, young, timid, some of you still in larval form, and, and you were all wondering just how you were going to fit into this school that had so many intelligent races in it. And, and just look at you now. You've all done so well. And I think that, I just think that you're going to do really well, not only in your college lives, but with, you know, 
and in your, your life's beyond that as well. Um, except for um, the Nordian students, uh, who I'm told in this note here, will, after graduation, be bused to the downtown stadium to begin the mating challenges that will leave nine out of ten of you dead. With the remaining 10% feasting on your entrails during corpses to bulk up for the egg laying season. So, good luck with that, Nordian students. Uh, for the rest of the senior class, uh, hopefully we'll see you at uh, future homecomings. Uh, remember, next year's uh, homecoming game has the Lucas fighting Ewoks going up against the wee high brown coats. <laughs> They finally got over that eating incident. So you, you don't want to miss that one. Uh, so there, uh, there you are, you're dismissed, and have fun in class today. Thank you. Johnson, artist of Extra Life at MyExtraLife.com, and you're listening to Versus the World Radio. That's Scott Johnson. He's a funny guy. He makes farty noises with his mouth. 
Is that what's funny? I guess that's what's funny. You are listening to Alpha Geek Fridays, live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. I am your Alpha Geek for today, since all the dial-in Alpha Geeks blew us off this week. And it's just as well, because we didn't know if the broadcast rig was going to work at all. So far, torture testing going very well. And now that I've put the curse on it, it's going to die. Let us try out a few more of the new drop-ins here. Make sure this is not what's killing things. Let's see. There's a good one. Let's see. There was. There's more. Here we go. One, two, one, two, three, four. I am very disappointed. This is indeed what we find. So. Tadpole, IRC, Black Void, call yourselves what you will. Need input from you guys. As we continue to develop Alpha Geek Fridays, we need to refine and define the different segments we would like to do. It's been pretty fast and loose up to now, but we need to get it under control. I want to get a nice big fat pool of different things we can pull from in a particular episode so we have more than we need for our typical 90-minute show and so if there's a particular week where we just can't come up with something in a particular category, we have spares. Uh, need assistance from you and ideas from you, so come up with stuff you want. But the few things I've got here already listed, I want to try and get somebody to come on, and we're going to want to do kind of a riff on the Stump a Trek nerd idea. Um, I am a reasonably large... Um, and would be interested in having someone come on and try and stump me uh, during various shows. So you need to come up with a resource of Doctor Who trivia and be available on Fridays during the uh, live show segment, 7 a.m. to 8.30 a.m. Pacific time. And basically be stump a Doctor Who nerd. So we can you know, lead in with... You know, something along those lines. And had originally wanted Daryl, the Trek nerd, to come on and attempt to stump me. Unfortunately, this is completely incompatible with his work schedule. Um, and our attempts to try and get together during the week to pre-record never have worked. And the when we tried to get him on the show while we were up in Vegas for CES, the internet connection up there collapsed under the weight of Skype. And we were not able to stay online. So it just, God does not want me to interact with Daryl uh, as relates to this show, apparently, because every attempt we've made has just been sabotaged. Daryl, like myself, also has small children, so the scheduling thing, just one thing after the just not meant to be. So, interested in uh, finding someone out there who may be a similar uh, Doctor Who geek as myself who's willing to uh, throw down once a week or so and uh, quiz me and attempt to stump me on my massive knowledge of the Doctor Who franchise. And you want to talk about a wealth of possible information. I mean, you look at how long that show has been on the air uh, in its various incarnations. Uh, it's one of the longest-running television shows, period, in the world. Um... 
So, yes, been running since the mid-60s, had a break during the 90s and early 2000s when they were on hiatus and did some crappy movies and things. Now it's back on the air in a big way. So, um, some kind of possible music spotlight. Uh, we're always, on Versus the World, we're always trying to work with independent artists who are looking for glorious self-promotion. So we could do something like that, where we do a little segment possibly interviewing the artists and then showcasing their work we would definitely need suggestions from you guys as to what kind of artists you you have discovered who you would love to actually before taker that's not a bad idea maybe back off the specifics and make it just stump an alpha geek and just attempt to <laughs> very broad topic there anything nerdy and geeky as the possible source for uh for questions not a bad idea Write that down. That's what I'm looking for. Uh, ooh, ooh. Boba Fetish is in the IRC. That's right. I got to say the name again. Boba Fetish. Bring it on. Uh, Joel is a comic artist of uh, some noticeably awesome skill. I'm not sure if we could uh, do something where the IRC or email suggests at the beginning of a show that he sketch something and then of course all bets are off as a as uh regards what kind of topic matter you're allowed to suggest and could have some fun possibly with giving joel interesting challenges to sketch before the end of a show and then the result could be posted into the IRC and also included in the show notes for the podcast listeners or could indeed be the graphic of that uh, that week's show embedded in the MP3 file, though cutting you guys loose to suggest any old thing for him to sketch that could lead to some X ratings, so we might want to be careful with that, but oh well. Boba Fetish, you can't listen. No! I gotta do that. I have to do that right. Yes, uh, see, I, I, Loranis, I spoke Boba Fetish, excuse me, Boba Fetish, his name three times, therefore he materialized, that's how it works, don't you? You stand in front of a mirror and you say Boba Fetish three times, and he will come for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good idea, actually, Malador, Let, let's, let's just volunteer Joel for everything. Now, I wanted to try and get, uh, Mark Spagnolo on, um... Unfortunately, they have a newborn, <laughs> and so Mark and Nicole are a little busy in the morning, so they are not able to, but I just, if you don't know who Mark is, Mark does a wonderful video podcast for people who are in the hobby of woodworking, and he is a tremendously talented woodworker himself, and many of you know Nicole Spag from multiple appearances on the morning stream, she's involved with Film Sack, Ladies of Leet, she is you know a... a awesome podcaster in her own right. We had her on uh, two episodes ago and had a delightful time during the uh, New Year's Eve spectacular on Versus the World. But I wanted to get Mark on simply for, for no other reason than I would have a segment that we could call Morning Wood. So I was kind of sad when they weren't available. So maybe just run with the, the name Morning Wood and see what other ideas we can come up with for a segment that fits the name because 
Inside, I'm a 12-year-old, and I am terribly amused by the idea of having a morning show with a segment called Morning Wood uh, that actually has something to do with real wood, not metaphorical wood, mahogany. So, see what you can come up with that. And you can also you can suggest ideas in the IRC right now, or you can email them to Fridays at alphageekradio.com. That is Fridays with an S, plural, at alphageekradio.com. Uh, I was toying with the idea. I was uh, listening to the guys in the morning stream doing their bizarre uh, food moment. I'm not sure what else you could do with uh, food or beverage challenges that play well for an audio-only program. Uh, that, that was just was kind of a loose idea that I jotted down there, but I'm not sure what you guys can come up with along those lines. Uh, so we've got the general purpose weird news from the web. Uh, the research thread always is serving up in heapin' helpin's. Um, we've done a few instances of integrating Alpha Geek interviews into Alpha Geek Radio. Uh, interested in getting feedback from you guys and how you like that. Do you like the just the quick half hour chat with somebody during the morning show, or do you prefer it to be the full hour or hour and a half show that's freestanding? Uh, we could continue to solicit guests and also interested in hearing from you guys as far as what types of guests or who you might recommend as a Come in, someone who come in for a half hour segment or so during Alpha Geek Fridays, so that kind of thing. Um, so, <laughs> uh, you want us to get Pusar, huh, Loranis? I'm not sure if the if the tadpool is able to withstand the po- the full power of this fully armed and operational Pusar. Now, for those of you who don't know how I'm talking about, Pusar is the longest, pretty much the longest standing denizen of the Versus the World uh, IRC. And she recently has come into possession of a Samson C01U shiny new broadcast quality USB microphone. And been actually helping her troubleshoot issues with her system to make her audio work properly in Skype. So, I don't know. B4 Tank Girl and Pusar in the same IRC. I don't think the world is ready for that. Um, I I sure as hell know that I'm not ready for that. Uh, but it's it's something we, we, we could do. Unfortunately, Tank Girl, you're at work on Fridays at this time, so you can't really uh, get on Skype with us. So uh, I, at this point, demand that you change your work schedule, possibly quit your job, get one that allows you to be free on Friday mornings so that you can come co-host the show. And then everything will be sunshine and kittens. So get on that right now. I, now, now, do it, do it. Ah, curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal. So anyway... So, stump a Doctor Who Trek nerd, or just stump an Alpha Geek. Nerds in the News is already our uh, research thread segment. Something involving uh, spotlighting independent music producers who are interested in pimping out their wares. Some kind of food challenge. Make Joel sketch something. Clever name needed for that one. Uh, Something that fits the name Morning Wood that, unfortunately, the Spagnolos can't help us with. Yeah, something with Pusar. Be afraid, because she is made of wind and awesome. So yeah, bring it on. 
suggestions welcomed and encouraged. Uh, let's see. Cue up a little music for you guys while we fill in the time here and continue torture testing Le Broadcast Rig. You're listening to Alpha Geek Friday's Broadcast Rig. Check, check, test. One, two, one, two. Oop. Check the IRC. New episode. Tadpool Tech has been posted to tadpoolpodcast.com with Iagovos and Mr. Scott Fletcher. See, when I, even I see his name, I start talking differently because that's the effect he has on me. Mr. Scott Fletcher, the voice of the Frog Pants Network. Moving on. All right, here's some music for you guys. I'll be back shortly. Versus the World Productions. I love you. You're pretty. www.vtwproductions.com Now follow along. Monkey chicken chicken monkey chicken duck duck chicken monkey monkey chicken monkey chicken chicken monkey duck monkey duck chicken duck monkey monkey duck duck chicken monkey chicken chicken monkey chicken monkey duck chicken chicken monkey duck chicken monkey duck duck chicken chicken monkey chicken monkey chicken duck chicken duck duck chicken monkey monkey duck chicken monkey duck chicken duck monkey duck duck chicken chicken monkey chicken monkey monkey chicken monkey chicken chicken monkey chicken monkey monkey chicken monkey duck Chicken monkey, chicken monkey, duck, chicken, chicken, duck, chicken monkey, monkey, chicken, monkey, chicken, duck. Duck, chicken, monkey, chicken, chicken, monkey, chicken, duck, duck, chicken, chicken, duck, chicken, monkey, monkey, chicken. Chicken monkey, chicken, chicken, monkey, chicken, chicken, monkey, monkey, chicken, monkey, chicken, monkey, duck. Chicken, 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 monkey, monkey, chicken, monkey, duck, 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 duck. It's with
Forget about it. Now take the slab chop. Put it back together. Put the slab chop right there. Just put the slab chop right there. Just put the slab chop right there. Just put the slab chop right there. The skins at the bottom. 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 The skin comes right off. 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 Now put a tomato in there. Add your cilantro, your hot peppers right there. You can hit it like this. Hit it like this. Hit it like this. Hit it like this. Guys, we're gonna make America speak again. One half at a time. It's guys, we're gonna make America speak again. One half at a time. It's guys, we're one third, one three again. One half at a one half at a time. We're one third, one three again. One half at a one half at a time. We're one third, one three again. One half at a one half at a time. We're guys, we're third, one third, one slap at a tap at a slap, 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 slap. Buy it, miss with slap chop. You can be in a great mood all day. You can slap in your troubles away with a slap, slap, slap in your troubles away with a slap chop. Buy it, miss with slap chop. You can be in a great mood all day. You can slap in your troubles away with a slap, slap, slap. Daisy, you just got one hand and chop, 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 chop. Watch this tacos, fettuccine, linguine, martini. Hey, everybody on the internet, this is Mike Schramm from joystick.com and the unofficial Apple web blog, and you are listening to Versus the World Radio. Enjoy it. So instead of uh, reading you more nerd poetry, I'm going to um, uh, defer the rest of my time. I thought I would bring a surprise for you guys. You guys like surprises? Um, please welcome number one New York Times bestselling author Patrick Rothfuss. Come on now. Do you guys really know who I am? That is so weird. <laughs> well, I wrote a couple fantasy novels, but uh, what most people don't know is that I, while I was struggling and failing to get those published, I actually wrote an advice column for the college paper. And it started as an advice column, and after about three weeks, it kind of devolved into me making fun of whoever wrote in. <clears throat> And so here is a little column somebody wrote in with an innocent letter and it kind of spiraled into madness. Uh, strangely enough, somebody today, when I was signing books, said, the guinea pig column, you have to post it up online. And I said, oh, you know, I keep that in my back pocket. I read it at my, at my signings. It's kind of my ace in the hole. But as we're doing the Creative Commons thing here, uh, I suppose whoever has a camera phone out there gets to finally put this on YouTube and make that woman very happy. So, here's the letter that was written in. Dear Pat, I live in the dorms and I want to have a pet, but they say the only pets we can have for fish, and fish suck. You can't play or cuddle with a fish. I don't want a dog or anything, just like a hamster. What's the difference, really? They both live in an aquarium, right? And then it's signed, Pretty Emotional Toward Mammal Embargoes, which is clever because the acronym is PETME. Which, you know, at the time, I never read anything into that. 
I might have missed an opportunity. <laughs> About 10 years too late. That's, that's my track record right there. My response. Well, pet me. When I lived in the dorms, I too felt the desire for something mammalian to cuddle. <laughs> However, since I horrify most women, I decided to buy an animal that was forced to love me or face starvation. <laughs> A pet, in other words. So I bought two guinea pigs and an aquarium. I called them Mr. Fluffins and Squeaky Pete. They were teddy bear short hairs, cute as buttons. How did I deal with the dorm rule against pets? Simple. I ignored it. <laughs> this worked really well for about two months until my RA saw them. He told me I'd have to get rid of them, and I agreed. Then I got back to ignoring the rule. <laughs> this worked really well for another month until he saw him a second time. And now we have a little bit of script-style dialogue going back and forth. Him. You said you were going to get rid of those. Me. Get rid of what? <laughs> Him. Those. I got rid of the old ones. Those are new ones. <laughs> Him. You can't have any pets but fish. Me. They aren't pets. They're food. <laughs> I'm just fattening them up. Him, listen, there are rules. Me, in Thoreau's concept of civil disobedience, it's every citizen's duty to oppose unjust laws. Him, I'm getting the hall director. About ten minutes later, the hall director stopped by. He says, you can't have pets in the dorm. It says right in the handbook. Me, except fish. Him. Right, except fish. Me. Those are fish. <laughs> Him. Those are guinea pigs. Me. Prove it. <laughs> so he leaves and he comes back with a dictionary. Here. Fish. An aquatic animal. Me. They're aquatic. Him. Prove it. <laughs> so I leave and I come back with my neighbor's 10-gallon aquarium. It's full of water, plastic plants, and several confused neon tetras named after the various stooges. Now you should know something at this point. Squeaky Pete was everything you could ever want in a guinea pig. He's loving, cuddly, playful. Mr. Fluffins, however, was standoffish. <laughs> he would occasionally give me this snobby look as if he really didn't approve of my behavior. A few days ago, he and I had had a talk about how he might more willingly embrace the role of loving pet. At the end of the talk, I thought we were in agreement, but when I picked him up afterward, he made wee on my hand. <laughs> so... With the hall director standing there, I picked up Mr. Fluffins, dusted the cedar chips off him, and dropped him in the aquarium. <laughs> he squeaked a little and then started to swim around. 
Then the hall director said, aquatic means they live underwater. Swimming around doesn't count. So, turning to look my hall director in the eye, I took Mr. Fluffins in a firm grip and pushed him underwater. <laughs> Sweet mother of fuck, he shouted. What are you doing? I'm showing you my fish. I said calmly, still looking him in the eye. Mr. Fluffins and the Stooges started some improv comedy that lasted for five seconds, ten seconds, fifteen seconds. I didn't look away from the hall director. His eyes were huge and he started to sweat. I didn't blink. It's a fish, he said. I pulled Mr. Fluffins out of the tank, squeezed him out, then wrapped him in a towel and put him on my roommate's bed in case he decided to puke. (laughs) And after that, pet me, the hall director never gave me any trouble at all. (laughs) Best of all, Mr. Fluffins became the perfect pet. (laughs) For about three weeks. Then he tried to shiv me in my sleep. (laughs) After that, we had another talk, during which he made wee on my hand yet again. So I killed him, ate him, and made his skin into a little hat that I wear to this day. Hi, this is Marion Call, and you're listening to Versus the World Radio. Alpha Geek Fridays, beta test, rig test, check one, two, continues live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. I am the other Todd, known to some of you as Gnomewise, and this rig test is going pretty darn good. That was Patrick Rothfuss, author of The Name of the Wind, and if that's a series you have not read, you should, if you like swords and sorcery style uh, fantasy at all. That's an excellent, excellent series. He's done two books so far. Uh, He's done The Name of the Wind, and the second book is The Wise Man's Fear. Both excellent. Uh, I consume them via audiobook. I have an Audible subscription, so I use my monthly credit two months in a row on the two of those. Uh, Extremely well-performed. The uh, person they got to do the voice acting on that was superior. Uh, so that brought a lot to the uh, to the text as well. So whether you read it or listen to it via your Audible account, uh, highly, highly recommend uh, Name of the Wind and the Wise Man's Fear. Oh, hell yeah. Yes, it's the King Killer Chronicles. Uh, thank you, Loranis. From <laughs> Tanker Waiting for Explosion. This is why I should not read the IRC while attempting to maintain a chain of thought on the air. While we were listening to that, I came up with a, one more idea for a possible segment that I'd throw out to you guys. We need to try and recruit Mr. Scott Fletcher to do a segment with us, uh, Things Scott Fletcher Says, which would be a segment where you guys could suggest phrases that you would love to hear spoken by the golden-throated voice of the Frog Pants Network's Mr. Scott Fletcher. So think of the... 
interesting and creative things you might be able to get Mr. Scott Fletcher to say. And then next time you see him here in the IRC, uh, recruit him for that. So he must become available for a period of time every Friday to come live on the air and read the things that you guys suggest. I think that could be made of complete win. Um, I'm a little afraid, little afraid of the kinds of things you might suggest. Uh, there may be some editing required, but uh, I have faith that it would be fun and entertaining for all. So when you see Mr. Scott Fletcher hanging around, say, hey, Alpha Geek Fridays, do it. You must do it. More Fletcher is more. So more suggestions, uh, requested from you guys, email them in, send them via the IRC. You want to hear Mr. Scott Fletcher say, Glape, Glape. I, I see, I don't know. He would just deadpan it probably, Glape. But anyway. All right. One last thing that I had uh, glossed over from the research thread that I uh, had intended to talk about. Hellboy, the summer camp. This from wweek.com, which is from Willamette. Uh, doing the rounds of the interwebs today is news that Trackers PDX, which runs camps for adults and youngsters on skills like wilderness survival and wildlife tracking, is running a summer camp based on the Hellboy comic series. It struck us as a cheap gimmick at first, but it is actually a collaboration with Oregon-based Dark Horse Comics and Hellboy creator Mike Mignola, so that's neat. It also does sound genuinely awesome. Quoting from the, the pamphlet, We immerse you in a tactical training of all forms, including survival skills in any environment, both earthly and non, martial arts and self-defense specific to preternatural entities, hand-to-hand -hand weaponry, we train foam swords, bows, and more, and forensic investigation. Campers will also explore nearby Marmot, Oregon, and investigate the story of Adolf Ashoff, who was genuinely the town's founder, though Tracker seems to have embellished the tale somewhat to fit with the Hellboy theme. Quote, Ashoff was thwarted in his attempt to seal the tablet by local spirits known as the Aplas. These demonic spirits prey upon both humans and animals, rendering their victims undead slaves, leaving them as mindless zombies when they're done with them. The Aplas are were under the direction of the great of the order Nem et Ethem, who were still trying to pinpoint the tablet's location. Ashoff was saved from the Aplas by another local legend, a great hairy beast, and one of the most famous bits of folklore in the Northwest. Ashoff has been exploring the area's forests for years by this time, and had been aided by more than once by this Bigfoot, who he found to be very useful as a temporary ally in any situation, end quote. Other camp activities include potions and charms, telepathy training, gadgets of the occult, and meeting Hellboy artists. Sadly, you have to be aged 9 to 17 to attend. I'm really sad about that, as long as somebody gets to go. So you talk about getting your nerd on at summer camp. Holy crap. Uh, especially if they get actual like Mike McDola to be one of the uh, people attending. That would be completely awesome. All right. You are listening to the end of the episode. I believe we've made it for pretty much a full 90-minute stretch here with all the features turned on. Uh, we've done music. We've done drop-ins. We have done content breaks. Uh, Skype has been running throughout and has not crashed. Nobody has actually Skyped in, but I am fairly confident uh, it would hold up under the stresses. So I think 
The repairs to the broadcast rig are, or can be, called successful at this point. <coughs> Apparently Ruby does not agree. Oh, you want explosions before Tank Girl? I got one for you here. Hang on. Uh, there's one at the end here. Yes, uh, Tank Girl, this one's for you here. That's fantastic. Something actually worked for Shane. <laughs> so, occasionally stuff actually works. Actually, most of the time works. It's just uh, last week was a notable exception to that rule. Damn. Flamethrower. <laughs> My favorite. That felt good. What was that? It was bad! It, it had nothing! No fire, no energy, no nothing! I'm no doctor, but that sounds painful. Alright, drop-in panel definitely works. Not that we hadn't already thoroughly tested that earlier in the show. Thank you for tuning in for this stress test uh, and no Joel show number one. Joel will be returning next week, and we will return to our regular show Hopefully with some of these new features that we have brainstormed together uh, in place for next week. So keep an eye on the front page of vtwproductions.com for announcements regarding that kind of thing. Guests on the show. Send suggestions for guests you would like to appear on the show uh, or segments you would like to see developed to Fridays at alphageekradio.com. That is Fridays with an S at alphageekradio.com. Or join us on the forums, vtwproductions.com. Click the forums tab at the top of the page. Join the extremely active and fun forum community there because they are awesome and you should. If you don't have a forum account, get one now. Yes. All right. I the hell am out of here because... Well, done run out of content, and I have no sh no co-host to bounce ideas off of. Thank you for joining me. I have been the other Todd, also known as Gnomewise. Be back next week with a regular, proper show. Thank you, and have a great weekend. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass!